Zach. How's it going? Well, we just got off a interesting Zoom call. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was super useful. In fact, so useful, I think we should talk about it on air. <laughs> Fair. I am down for that. Time's up. Start the game already! Let's do this. I'm ready. I'm not ready. Welcome, dear listener to the QQ Cast. Today is Thursday, August 19th, 2021. And we're your host, Tom DePont and Zach Mayer. Say, hello, Ruley. Where is Ruley? I, I was trying to make a Zelda Link Between Worlds joke where the world's called Low Rule, but you didn't uh, You didn't bite. So now I... No. Now it's just a failure, like everything yeah. else I do. Oh, yeah. No. Well, you know, something, something, broken clocks. <laughs> And this, dear listeners, quest 144, how do you prepare for a hiking trip? I don't know. I'll think of a more catchy name when I actually write the title. But, Zach, where are we going? So we're going to go spend, I think, six days trekking through the wilderness in uh, Alaska. And why are we doing this? Because privilege, mostly. <laughs> uh I thought you were going to go with the James T. Kirk answer, because it's there. Because it's there. We're boldly going where at least a few people have been before. But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a real backcountry. Uh, we're going to take off from an airfield, land at another airfield, and then hike around a glacier for the better part of a week. Well, and define, define airfield, because I don't want to make it sound like, oh, we're flying into Seattle. No, no. Um, gosh, do you remember the name of the town that we're going out of Anchorage and flying into? McCarthy. Well, you're flying. I, I couldn't get on the mail plane. You have to explain that to your listener, too. I oh. had to take the bus. We'll talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, so, yeah, now, uh, everybody but Tom on this trek is going to take off in a U.S. mail plane that leaves Anchorage and lands at an airstrip in McCarthy, Alaska. It's a census-designated place. It's not even a town. Uh, it may or may not have its own uh, post office. I think but, I looked yeah. up the, uh, like on Wikipedia that the population was like 28 people? Something like that. Like yes, the year-round that's population? Not a town. Yeah. Uh, the census population as of 2019 is zero. No. Uh, so uh, Kennecott is right next to it, and it's uh, apparently Alaska's most famous ghost town. It's an old mining village. Uh, so Gold Rush era uh, stuff around there, and that's all well and good and fun. Uh, McCarthy itself has an airstrip, and I guess they do get mail service because, honestly, there are no criticisms that you can really, truly leverage at the U.S. Post Office as an institution. Like, individual elements of it, sure, uh, but like it's got a 97% odd approval rating or 98% approval rating from the general public for a reason. It's really, really good at what it does. And one of those things that it does is fly bush planes from hubs like Anchorage out to outskirt villages like McCarthy and Kennecott. So we're going to hitch a ride on one of these U.S. mail planes. Uh, well, we will. You Tom are. Tom won't. You are. And then we'll we'll, we'll land in 
McCarthy, from which we will start our, our journey over this glacier in the wilderness. Yeah, so, so you're taking a flight from Anchorage to McCarthy, and that's going to take you about how long? About an uh, hour? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm going to uh, take a bus, and that's going to take, I'll see, I'm going to leave at 8, uh, 8 a.m., and I'm going to get there between 5 and 6 p.m. So we're talking nine God. hours. Yeah, that's a hell of a bus. Yeah, well, guess what bus you're taking back? Uh, we're on the same bus back. Oh, good. Yeah, I just get to ride out there in it, too. <laughs> oh, well, fun. Hooray. That'll that'll be great. Um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, from... I guess it's not fair to say that we leave from McCarthy and go out onto this glacier. We actually take another plane out to where we start. There's an airstrip closer to the glacier itself. And this is the... It's kind of the Wrangell St. Elias National Park. Um, there's a specific glacier that I can't remember the name of now, but... Yeah, we'll uh, take off in another bush plane from McCarthy, land on a bush airstrip out in the middle of nowhere uh, with our stuff, and then hike around for six days. It's going to be great. Allegedly. We're going to sleep on ice. Theoretically. It's going to be awesome. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm looking up additional. I have my air pad. I'm looking up foam pads now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, that seems kind of unnecessary. It'd be nice to have i guess if i I really like sleep and i really don't want to be miserable so i am going to go for the double the air mattress plus the foam pad i'm gonna there you go there you go um but yeah no we uh we have a guide so it's not like we're gonna be out there winging it entirely um she'll take us around this uh sort of big loop is it is it just one guide yeah, the the woman that we talked to earlier, Rachel, will be hanging out with us. Okay, I didn't know if it was just one week. or there's two. No, I mean it's a it's a company that puts together these tours, right? And she's contracted with that company to actually go on the trek. Um, so she's got support, you know, other guides that have been out in that area, um, and the company itself has stores of provisions and additional gear that you can rent, all that good stuff. So it's not just like some bushman from Alaska that we found on the dark web to go take us into the wild. But um, yeah, it'll be uh, off trail. There really are no trails in that part of the Alaskan wilderness. So that's going to be fun. But we're also going to be on mostly open, call it terrain. Like we're hiking around largely on a glacier. So ice and probably little creeks and rivers and things but uh not a ton of trees not a huge amount of you know technical rock climbing or anything like that we're just going to be exploring fairly flat terrain and uh hopefully getting some good views of the uh the mountains in this national park so should be fun so yeah. i've i've never done anything like this right like i've gone for mm-hmm. like day trips hiking like with with you being the most recent but like with my brother like basic 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 shit yeah i don't really camp last night camping i went glamping and slept in the back of my tesla um so like this is so not up my alley so uh i i'm like asking those basic questions about uh, gear and what to bring. And I'm like, uh, you know, they're like, bring a toiletry kit. I'm like, what's in the toiletry kit? What do I need? Do I bring deodorant? And they're like, don't bring deodorant. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be real ripe. Like it, this is when you're 
when you're backcountry camping, when you're backpacking like that, uh, pack weight is everything, right? So a good sort of rule of thumb uh, or kind of range to, to get your pack weight dialed into is somewhere between 25 and 35 pounds. If you can get less, awesome. If that's you, an ultralight backpacker, great. I'm not. You're, you know, definitely not, especially, you know, first time out. Uh, but you don't want your pack to be much over 35 pounds if you can help it. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of that is based on your own size, strength, and weight. You may, you're you're not a small guy, but you're not a huge guy either. You may want to go closer to like 32 or 30. 170, baby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all, all of that uh, aside, things like clothes and you know, tubes of stuff, um, those all add weight. You're not going to really save anybody's sensibilities by not having or by having deodorant. So it just doesn't make sense. It's a few ounces that you can just get rid of right off the bat. Uh, and bear in mind that we're going to be replenishing water directly from a glacier. This was the cool thing to me. Like everywhere that I've gone backcountry camping, uh, usually there's creeks and stuff. And especially in the Pacific Northwest, water is everywhere. And that's awesome. But it's, um, you know, alpine and forest water and it's always on some kind of trail that people camp on so you filter that water apparently where we're going the water is straight off the glacier and pure enough that you don't have to do any filtering and that's just mind blowing to me yeah i i was gonna bring a life straw just for the sake of like it seems like a few ounces and is a good thing to have but i don't know if i need that so maybe not i don't know uh you know i was kind of in the same boat i'm probably going to bring my base camp water filter it's a 10 gallon bag that unrolls it's fairly light uh and it's just like a gravity filter right you fill it up with shitty water hang it from a tree or a branch or hold it up somewhere and just let gravity filter the water through the bottom of it into whatever container you happen to have um that thing i love because it actually for not looking like it it has a pretty decent flow rate you can fill you know a couple of gallons up in like 20 minutes um i'll bring it but i may not take it with me into the backcountry and it'll depend on just like what our pack weight comes to once we have things like water which is heavy a gallon of water is something like seven and a half pounds so yeah it's uh we'll, we'll, we'll play the the gear shuffle some people will have much lighter packs. Other people will have a little bit heavier packs and we'll kind of load balance between the people in the group. It won't be that bad. He says, oh man. So, uh, all right, gear. I'm, I'm borrowing one of their tents, so I'm not going to bring a tent. Apparently mm -hmm. I'm the only one not bringing a tent, but whatever. Um, and then, so I bought a 20 degree uh, mummy sleeping bag. Yep. Uh, I bought a uh air pad to sleep on and now i'm going to try to buy also the the foam pad as well to double up because i i'm cranky when i sleep i bought an inflatable mini pillow um to go with that that's um, always fun yep and a chair mini tiny chair which i guess all of us are bringing chairs because i like to sit i guess which is nice god having a back is the best thing after hiking around like yeah you can sit on a log or a bear can or you know, a rock, and that's fine, but you're going to be hunched over, and it's just so nice to be able to sit back. So nice. That's that's worth the pound. <laughs> um, 
so that's what I've purchased so far. Now tonight I'm going to buy the rest of the miscellaneous gear that I need. So uh, I, I was really interested that we're talking about footwear. And dear listener, we're going to get real in-depth on this because we're going to talk about every fucking thing I'm packing. Um, I was interested like, with footwear, like the original PDF that we were given was like, oh, you can bring running shoes and then re- creek crossing shoes and boots. And uh, our guy basically suggested, hey, bring boots and sandals. And so... I was considering buying a decent pair of sandals because I know they don't mean flip-flops when they say sandals. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going with the boots and the flip-flops. Sorry, flip-flops. <laughs> the not flip-flops. Um, is that, yeah. what's, what's your plan? So I have a sandal-like shoe that is um, Merrell makes it. M-E-R-R-E-L-L I think is how you spell that. Um, and they're just quick-drying sandal shoe combos. The soles are Vibram, which is kind of nice. Um, they're fine. Like I'm not the biggest fan of those. They're not the lightest shoe that you could get. But uh, I, I think the big thing is you want something that's going to strap to your foot uh, and shed water pretty quickly. More than a waterproof shoe, if you're having to hike through like a water crossing that is knee deep, no boot or gaiter is going to save you entirely. So just don't even bother have something that will protect the bottom of your feet from whatever rocks you may or may not be able to see you can walk around in and it dries off quickly. You can hang it off the back of your pack and, and that's great. If it dries out quickly enough, then you can take those same shoes and just wear them around camp. It's a good idea to air your feet out after hiking for mm-hmm. significant distances. Um, especially, you know, it's Alaska. It's cold. Sure. But it's more that it's likely to be, wetter than you know a desert uh trench foot is a real thing you can absolutely get it if you don't change your shop your socks or dry them out uh and airing your feet out in sandals is a real easy way to just stay hygienic and comfortable and it's nice to not be in the same shoes all day all the time um that all said uh chacos are uh, really great shoes. They have some models that are really light and fit the bill. They can be a little bit expensive. There are probably some others that you could find that would serve the same purpose. Uh, and like Rachel or guide said, you could get away with tennis shoes if you don't really care about them. Um, it's just going to kind of be up to what you have already or what you're you're willing to, yeah, I've been, to invest in. I've been very appreciative of whether she was saying brands or their PDF was saying brands. Because then I kind of know, like, okay, like, I don't want to, like, I am that city slicker, right? I'm going to show up with all the brand new gear with the tags still on it. So I don't want to show up <laughs> with the shittiest shit that has ever been shit out of Amazon, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I've been appreciating, like, okay, fine. Tell me something that doesn't suck. Yeah. I mean, the good news is, like... Our, our our trail, our minimum distance that we're going to cover is something like 25 miles. Over six days, that's not a huge amount of mileage. And we'll probably have, like, offshoot hikes that we do. Like, we'll make it to a campsite early in, earlier in a day and decide to go exploring in some direction. But your mileage is going to be manageable, right? So even if you did bring, like, terrible little strap-on sandals uh, that fall apart by the end of it, as long as they get you through... 25 miles which any shoe that's not cardboard will (laughs) you're gonna be okay um that said stuff like chacos you can use for way more than just backcountry hiking uh they're comfortable shoes just on their own all right so the chacos i'm gonna add to my thing here uh so well i'm literally shopping while we're on this podcast uh the next thing (laughs) down here is the um 
the Nalgene um, uh, just bottles. I was going to buy two of them, a 16-ounce and a 32-ounce. Uh, yeah. I was going to get a the, the small 16-ounce is a narrow um, neck, and the 32 is a, a wide neck. Yeah, they recommend having wide for both, uh, but they're also going to, I guess, give us one of the little 16-ounce ones, which was news to me. Uh, and that's kind of nice. I guess it'll have their logo on it, which is fun. Um, yeah, no, Nalgene's are great. I really like, uh, Camelback bladders, like, um, not necessarily the Camelback brand, but in that style, Mm -hmm. it's a water bag with a straw and you can kind of wear it as a backpack or it'll fit into your backpacking backpack. Um, almost all of them have provisions made for those in their designs. Um, but yeah, the recommendation was carry about a gallon and a half of water. That 32-ounce Nalgene with the wide mouth is a gallon. So you get an extra 16-ounce, and there's your gallon and a half. Uh, for my part, I will maybe keep a little bit of water in the 16-ounce as a backup, but I have like a 2- or 3-liter uh, water sack that I'll be wearing just because I go through water. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I don't glacier. know. I usually drink a lot, so I'm assuming. Yeah, again, Glacier. And, um, you know, I have more than a couple of those little water bags. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the brand now. I'm going to have to go onto REI's site and see if I can find it. But, um, yeah, now I've got like a three, a two and a half, and a one, one and a half liter. And I'll bring them all if you need or want to stuff one of those in your bag you're welcome to it uh i mean maybe the platter i mean this is that we're talking 10 bucks so i'm just gonna buy the damn nalgene oh yeah definitely uh the nalgene's good to have regardless um one of the things that you can do that we talked about and on that call and i mentioned to you before uh, it'll get cold at night i think our guy mm-hmm. was saying something days range between 30 and 60 degrees so at night it gets chilly. Um, one of the things you can do that's really great is boil some water, drop it into an Nalgene, throw that Nalgene into an extra sock, and you have a hot water bottle to sleep with. Uh, it's really, really comfy. Which sounds nice to me because I'm a cold-blooded bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it is. Osprey. Osprey makes those water bladders. Interesting. Uh, yeah, they're my favorite. There's a few other brands, and Camelback is one of them, but I, I really like the Ospreys. <clears throat> All right, so the next thing on my list here was a little mess kit. So I'm just going to buy a little plastic piece of crap uh, mess kit. It's got uh, a bowl with a seal on top. It's got a uh, <clears throat> a fork, one thing that's both a spoon and a knife on the different sides, and then it actually comes with a flip-open little coffee cup thing. So this seems good enough and small enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if they've got a weight on the the product listing under specs or whatever, then uh, just double check that it's not too excessive. <clears throat> uh, what do you uh, think but, the weight on a mess kit should be? Gosh, that's a really good question. Uh, I use titanium stuff for the most part, and I go against the recommendations. I use single walled stuff mostly because I at least am familiar with it. It's really super lightweight, though. Uh, but there's a burn risk. Like this titanium's is, a good conductor. Yeah, this is just. Uh, well, it says specifically. Come on, get away. Uh, material is nylon, and it's 0. 0.6 pounds. 0. 0.6. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is, is that a deal? Um, yeah, should be fine. Like, uh, is this one of the REI ones that you're looking at? No, I'm doing Papa, Be- <clears throat> Papa Bezos shopping here. Ah, uh, cool. Um, yeah, uh, the only other thing would be bulk. Like, you know, pack space is the other thing that's just going to be at a premium. So if you can stuff your mess kit in there and it's relatively flat, awesome. Uh, it sounds like yours packs together and yeah, it, sh- it looks a little flat. package. Yeah, so that that sounds fine. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I do titanium stuff, and the ounces are like, you know, maybe two ounces for my coffee cup, and about that, maybe a little bit more for the bowl. But uh, I also really like the titanium sporks, but I do those sporks yeah they're a good little multi-tool kind of thing uh they clean well and they're tough as hell they're titanium uh but i also typically carry like a multi-tool that has a knife on it um yeah i'll just pack that i'm pretty sure i already have that yep they're good all right the next the next thing on my list here are glacier glasses so apparently a decent (laughs) set of sunglasses 50 bucks i mean yeah uh, or whatever you happen to have, it will probably not be super sunny while we're on the ice, but you know, it reflects around. Uh, so yeah, oh, I, I got could bring there... you your glasses. Huh? I could bring you your glasses oh, yeah, my that you left yes. in my car. True. That would be nice. Actually. I'd like those back. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just going to buy the $50 set of, uh, glacier glasses and that'll be fine. All right. Next thing on my list here is the, um, glasses. Uh, emergency blankets, those things look pretty cheap. Rather than buying the $7 set, I'm going to buy the $20 set, just because I don't know what the difference is and why not, but they look tiny as fuck. Yeah, it's just good emergency gear. Actually, um, uh, hang on, if I can find a good example of it, I'll send it to you. You might be able to find it on Amazon if you search for, like, emergency Nalgene. Um, there's like little survival kits uh, that people will pack a lot of the 10 essentials into a little Nalgene bottle. And it's just something that's relatively light, has all of that kind of stuff in it. And you can just kind of check off a bunch of things all at once. And I'm not seeing a good one here. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not going to find it real, real quickly, but... It's all good. All right, so the next thing on my list here is that, uh, the foam sleeping pad. Um, Mm -hmm. this looks light as fuck, 400 grams, but also a little bit bulky, so I'm guessing you just tie this on the back of the pad or something. Yeah, yeah, you want to strap it to the back of your, your backpack. Um, speaking of backpacks, um, I'm not sure which one you get. Most of them will come with a, uh like a duck back, which is just a cover that goes over your backpack and yep. is waterproof. Yep. Yours did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I'm borrowing one from Kat. She has a 60 liter one she took to New Zealand and I'm just going to borrow that thing. Nice. It looks pretty swank. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, yeah, as long as it's got a waterproof cover. The tough thing about those, uh, those foam pads is, yeah, they can be a little bit bulky and they may or may not fit under the cover. So if you get all of that together, test it out. Oi. Noted. 
I mean, worst case, just bring a trash bag, stick your uh, foam pad in the trash bag, and there's your waterproof cover. Sounds like good advice. Yeah, I man, I got to figure out the size problem here. All right, mo- moving on for the sake of the podcast. Uh, like <laughs> headlamp. I don't own one of those, and they're cheap. I'm going to buy that for like 10 bucks. Yeah, uh, pack extra batteries. They usually use the, you know, triple A's. You know, I'm not disposable two or three. I'm not terribly worried about the batteries because like where we're going, it's going to be uh, light out for um, uh, I just looked this up. The days are like 17 hour days or something. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Now, the trouble is if your uh, headlamp gets turned on in your pack and runs wow. down the battery while you're wandering around, it's good to have backup. Pro tip. All right. That seems to be all the stuff I'm going to buy tonight. Now, I got to do the only thing left is buy more clothing. Um, which was interesting to learn. Apparently, just like, yeah, we're going to get stinky out there for six days. So, like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to bring a couple of pairs of socks, a couple of pairs of underwear, and maybe, like, two undershirts and call it a day. Something like that, yeah. <clears throat> it's good to have, like, at least one spare shirt. Um, most of the stuff, if you get it super wet, it's going to dry out, especially with the uh, synthetic fibers. So, um, well, even wool will dry out pretty quick. Just don't bring cotton. Um, but yeah, no, I have, uh, some Under Armour underwear that I like. Uh, they're kind of the, the boxer brief style, not brief, but they're, they're not like flowy boxers. They, they really grab you, (laughs) uh, helps with chafing, but it's also just a real thin synthetic material. So it doesn't really collect things like bacteria, uh, that makes it real, smell real real bad real fast uh it'll take a while uh other advantage of synthetics though is they're typically really light so you can bring you know three or four pairs of underwear uh definitely bring a few spare pairs of socks in fact if you can swing it um i would honestly change socks every day if your pack weight supports that Mm -hmm. but uh yeah for the most part uh all the outer layer stuff your pants um you know, long underwear, all of that stuff, you're just going to be wearing for the better part of a week. Which, again, yeah. trash bags. Uh, <laughs> I'm bringing some. You should probably consider it as well. Is a good way to uh, tie that down, especially when you stick it back on a plane and go home. Pro tip. Uh, yeah, I should have already about this damn sleeping pad. You can do the same thing with stuff sacks, but trash bags do just as well um do, 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 do. yeah i wouldn't worry too much about the um uh the foam pad as long as you can like get it to alaska uh you know fit it somewhere in a plane or check it or whatever it's you know we'll figure out how to attach it to either your bag or somebody else's yeah it's just the one thing where like all the other options are pretty straightforward that we're gonna figure out Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What else is there to consider? This is, again, this is just all foreign to me, so this is all new. Well, you have the advantage of going in a group and with an experience guide. And so a lot of the sort of more, call them niche items that you wouldn't really think about too often, things like waterproof matches or uh, a bait-and-tackle kit, you know, the real hardcore survival stuff that people just carry because it's 
a good idea, especially if you're hiking alone. You don't need to worry about. Um, you know, our guide will have a pretty substantial medikit, medical kit. Uh, we've got one as well. Uh, if you bought one yourself, then you know it's just we're covered. Um, beyond that, you know, clothing, comfort. You're renting a tent, which will be up to the task. It's provided by people who hike in that area, so I wouldn't worry about that. Um, how's your coat? Haven't bought one. Need to do that. Suggestions? Uh, anything Gore-Tex. You would probably be able to get away with, uh, if you're layering your stuff, you could I probably get to. away with like uh, an insulated Gore-Tex coat. Um, otherwise, you could combine a, cu- a puffy coat with like an outer uh, waterproof cover layer. There's a few of them out there. REI has their own brand of most of this stuff. That's pretty good. Um, you may, it, depending on what your pants are, you may want like an extra uh, like rain cover for your legs, but um, I don't think it's going to quite be that bad. So let's see. Excuse me. But this is kind of the... You've been skiing before, right? Oh, of course. And you know how you have uh, ski pants that are typically insulated? If you Mm -hmm. just took the insulation out of that, you have waterproof pants. Yeah, I was going to get some... Like, I have motorcycle slip-on waterproof pants on top of that, so... Yeah, that would probably serve it well enough. Um, Yeah, the trouble with all this kind of gear is that you can definitely spend a ton of money on it. Uh, but for the most part, the stuff that is dedicated to camping or backpacking, uh, especially in the like waterproof range, it's the same stuff that you get for other activities. So if you've done it, anything like that, motorcycling or skiing, you probably have gear that will work. Ooh, excuse me. There's no excuse for you, sir. Nope. Um, I actually recently got a new jacket though, and I got it because I figured, you know, if I'm, so I have a puffy coat that I really like. And the nice thing about those puffy coats is that they are really well insulated and they pack down real small, these little down coats. Um, and they don't weigh a ton. They're, they're nice and they're water resistant, which means that I also have this outer coat layer. Uh, that I can put on on top of the puffy, puffy coat thing. Altogether, though, that's just a lot of stuff for being a coat. Uh, I actually found this. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, insulated Gore-Tex thing that I really, really like. Uh, where is it? I have to actually go into my account and look at my orders. Do, 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 do. It is, ah, there it is. REI Co-op's NorQuest GTX. N-O-R-Q-U-E-S-T? Yep. NorQuest GTX? All right, I'll look this up. Insulated jacket for men's, for man's. Um, and it's nice because it's still got a really good insulation layer. It's not down, I don't think. Um, but it's also Gore-Tex. 
uh, just as a one thing, uh, a one-stop jacket shop. So I figure at the temperatures that we're going to be wandering around in, this is going to be pretty comfy. And it's just got a ton of pockets and a hood. Okie dokie. Oh, right. I think, sorry, going back to the, uh, this is going to be the most boring podcast of all time. Going back to the, uh, <laughs> that's what we do here on the QQ cast. We put people to sleep. Going back to the um, uh, the mat, I think I'm just going to get one of the roll-up polyurethane as opposed to foam. I don't know. Yeah, I can't really help you. I don't use them, but uh, I figure anything will probably be better than just the uh, inflatable pad, so should be okay. I agree. Oh, yeah, this jacket has pit zips. You can I unzip your armpit. You can unzip your armpit. There's a zipper like under your arm that you can oh. open for ventilation. Super nice. Anyway, yeah, what's the... Lining fat. Uh, what's the insulation? Oh yeah, it's synthetic. Synthetic insulation. Um. So yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that jacket. Oh, all right. I'm looking that jacket up. All right, Zach. What else am I not thinking about, buddy? Uh, you got hiking boots. Uh, I need to buy them. What brands do you recommend? So, um, if you can go to an REI physically yourself, the best thing that you could do is talk to somebody in their shoe department and just say, hey, I'm going on a trek and I need boots. And they'll be able to advise you and they'll fit you with something that's comfortable. Everybody's feet are a little different. Um, I personally like Merrill a lot. I already mentioned them for the uh, the sandals that they have, but I have Merrill boots as well. How do you spell Merrill? M-E-R-R-E-L-L, I think. Maybe one R. But, um, yeah, they're, uh, like, they're ankle height, so, you know, taller than a sneaker. And they're waterproof, which is going to be useful. Um, They're also just really nice and durable. The tread, especially when they're new and still nice and not super worn down, is really good. Uh... One of the things they talked about was things like microspikes, uh, or you know, the brand that you'll typically see are Yak Tracks. They're just um, sort of like uh, like tire chains for your feet. So you slip mm-hmm. these things on over your boot. They're rubber. They've got usually either like a, a spring style uh, cord underneath your your foot or actual like metal spikes. And it's just traction on ice. But even without those, new the, the Merrill boots that I use are, are pretty good, even on ice, which is really great. I like them a lot. But again, everybody's feet are different. so Yeah, shoes go. are something I can buy online. I will be going to do that in person. Yeah. Go go hang out at REI. Um, if it's anything like the ones out here, it, it should be. It's a co-op. Um, they'll be more than willing to, to help you find the boot for you <laughs> the boot for you all right uh did you get hiking poles like trekking I, poles i did yeah yeah i just got mine um i i typically just have uh an extendable walking stick but it's just the one so this is the first time that i'm going to go out with you know two hiking trekking poles um so that'll be all kinds of fun i don't think there's anything you know mysterious about them if they're 
the right height, then they're going to be probably fine. But yeah, that's fun. Um, dum, 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 dum. Yeah. Again, like you're going out in a group. You don't need your own bear can. They have those uh, that will be taken out with us. You don't need a stove. Uh, although if you did, I would recommend jet boil. <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, I am bringing a couple of real beefy, uh, battery packs, just like stuff that I can charge my phone off of. Yeah. I was going to bring two of those and just, yeah, I mean, I know the phone won't be useful, but like, uh, or if I want to like listen to something at night or take a picture. Yeah. Like, uh, I have an audiobook series that I've been meaning to start. So, oh yeah. Uh, the, um, uh, that bone conducting headset. Yeah, I'm bringing that. Uh, why that specifically as opposed to earbuds or something else? I don't have real good luck with earbuds, especially when I sweat. Oh, okay. So if I'm out doing physical activity or at the gym, um, you know, stuff that's in my ears tends to just get in the way more than anything. And I, I pay more attention to not losing them than I really want to. I like those bone conducting ones because you can still kind of hear stuff that's going on around you, but they're, you know, really good fidelity anyway. So, and they don't slip off. They're, they're a really good product for that. Plus they're sort of ruggedized for being sweat on already. So they're good. I like them. Do you still have your pair? I do. Mm. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, the, the phone, that little headset, my watch is electronic I have enough things that I want to keep sort of working for a week. Um, but yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's really anything else. Just, you know, the stuff that you wouldn't think about is, uh, you know, how are you going to take a shit in the woods? Uh, wet yeah, I was wipes. assuming someone else was going to answer that. Yeah. Wet wipes. Um, there's, uh, I mean, that's the brand, I think, even. I, I put a pack of those just in my pack. They're useful for a lot of things, but that <laughs> is definitely one of them. Um, and it's always the rule to pack out whatever you pack in. So if you use stuff that you would consider disposable, plan to store it with you and hike out with it. Um, for the really smelly stuff, or the less than sanitary stuff, uh, Ziplocs. Ziplocs are great. Get some of the like doubles, double seal Ziplocs and just bring up like five or six of them. Oh, this is entertaining. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, the guide might have a different opinion. And I think a lot of guides do on, you know, what you can get away with leaving versus not things like toilet paper you can bury and it's biodegradable so if you're just going to go with that it's probably fine for my part i'm just like i'm not going to leave anything that i don't absolutely have to like i said i'm just gonna let them tell me what to do i'm not even gonna have an opinion fair enough uh let's see yeah multi-tool uh, if you've got a separate camera that you want to use, I do not. I, I just use my phone. What the heck? 
I'd like to thank Amazon for starting to play videos. Hmm. Let's see. So, yeah, other than all the other stuff that we've talked about, I can't really think of anything. Um, I don't know. Um, I went real overboard with uh, the gear that I carted into my first backcountry solo trip. Um, it was again, like I hadn't really done that before. And so I just spent a bunch of time like looking at gear and thinking about gear. And I went to REI and talked to a bunch of different people about, Hey, what should I bring on a backcountry trip? Um, and just kind of took everything and stuffed it into a bag and walked out the door with it. The first pack that I took weighed something like 65 pounds. <laughs> okay. Ouch. Uh, which when I was, you know, in my early twenties was fine. It was fine. Um, but definitely not what I would do these days. Uh, you've got, again, the advantage, I'll repeat it, of having a bunch of people with you. And one of those people is going to be a really experienced guide. So there's no harm in over preparing with the stuff that you bring to Alaska, but the stuff that you actually hike out with may not need all of it. Um, Really, though, better to have it and not need it. And it'll probably be useful to you on another trip some other time. That said, uh, I think you've got the essentials. I can't think of really anything else off the top of my head. All right. Well, that's how to prepare for a hiking trip to your listener. Uh, REI and Amazon in between and mess kits and other <laughs> bullshit. I don't yeah. know, Zach. Uh this 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 podcast brought to you by REI. Like they're really really good for this kind of stuff. Yeah, basically, uh, it's, it's in the name, but like it's genuinely a pretty good company. Um, and the people that that I've encountered there have always been super willing to like walk me through stuff and talk to me about gear and their own experience uh, doing the kinds of things that I want to do. They're a real knowledgeable bunch. So if you have or think of more questions and you want to talk to an expert, they're you know where to find them. Noted. All right. What did I not put in my shopping cart here? <laughs> all right, Zach, uh, let's end this podcast the way all podcasts where you and I are on them should end. Star Trek trivia. What are your top three doctors? Go? Oh, okay. Bashir in, in, again, in no particular order, Bashir, um, I want to put Crusher on my list, and she's got some good parts, but I'm thinking Pulaski from Next Gen. I just like her vibe. Y you and I both, we're like the only people on the planet that like Pulaski. What the fuck? And Bones, just because Bones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what I think it was? I think it was the, uh, the Scottish Ghost. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that, that really... Sub that Rosa, really, man. Worst. I just... Ugh. Ugh. I couldn't. I couldn't take her seriously after that. Like, <laughs> Beverly Crusher is a fine character, but she gave us Wesley, which is already a strike against her. And then the the ghost, just the ghost. And to be clear, Gates McFadden is a wonderful actress, a wonderful person. Did you know that Gates McFadden, before she was acting, was doing a dance choreography, and she did the dance choreography for the Jim Henson classic Labyrinth. I didn't know. Oh wait. Yeah, I'd seen her name, but I didn't know that it was for choreography. I figured she was just, like, consulting her one of the puppet handlers or something. Yeah, it's choreography. Uh huh. Well, that's awesome. 
Honestly, seems like she would be good at it. Yep. So that scene in, in Next Gen where she teaches Data how to tap dance, she really knew how to do that. Of course. Of course. Uh, oh, man. Oh, hey, speaking of Star Trek stuff, uh, Lower Decks Season 2 just started. Yep. It's, uh, I think they're they're coming out with episodes on Fridays or Thursdays. I can't remember. I mean, I don't know. I'm not subscribed to Is it Paramount Plus. Honestly, I don't even remember. Uh, oh, too many streaming services. There's too many streaming services. We're back to cable. Damn it. Um, at least it's a la carte cable. Like that's progress, I guess. Um, but yeah, no, I I saw the the season premiere for Lower Decks uh, a couple of days ago. It's pretty good. And uh, why am I blanking on his name? Riker's in it because he's in everything. Jonathan Frakes. Yes, thank you. Oh no, must... these sandals might not get here until after I leave. Oh no, I'll have to find an alternative to the sandals. Well, if you're going to REI for shoes anyway... Yeah, just buy them there. Yeah, yeah they'll, are... they'll probably have them. They'll have them or they'll have something that is uh, as useful. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Alright, dropping them out of the cart. Alright, okie dokie. Dear listener, I just clicked per- place my order. Woo! We did it, Zach. We podcasted the most boring fashion possible, talking about camping and hiking gear, <laughs> and really yeah. missed out. I know, but that's that's what he does. He just <laughs> misses out. Oh, all right, man. Thanks for all the help with this. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm terrified, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, so it's yeah, I don't, fine. I don't we know probably if pod- won't die. Probably. Uh, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll podcast again before we uh, take off. Maybe sometime next week. Otherwise, we'll talk about our adventure when we're we're back and we're old and grizzly and have been eaten by a grizzly. Yep. Good plan. Yep. Grizzly times. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. Um, yeah, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll be back. What you just said, maybe next week. Who knows? Otherwise, let's not get eaten by a bear. Zach, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, thanks, Tom. And until next time, dear listener. QQ in the wilderness with a backpack under 30 pounds. Next time we'll do a motorcycle trek across Mongolia. I mean, I'm in for that. I kind of kind of want to do that. Hey, dear listener, thank you so very much for joining us. Please always remember that all views and opinions expressed on the podcast are representative solely of the person expressing them. Not of their friends and family, not of their co-hosts or co-workers, and certainly not of their employers, past, present, or future. Again, thank you for joining us, and thank you for respecting our individuality. You played two hours to die like this?